They didn't want to tell anyone yet, because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No. Weird. Australia. On the second stair, Eowyn and the Absolute Truth from Telefonica. You're listening to FBI 94.5 with me, Stu Buchanan, and I'm sitting in front of Telefonica right now. How can, are you? Can you say that again? 
maybe only once. <laughs> Yeoman. Oh, that's my daughter's name. And Is it? That sounds really nice the way you say oh, it. Oh, there we are. Mm, yes. Wow. I think it's supposed to be like Celtic of some sort. I can it record very nicely with I your can accent. record names onto CD and sell it to you if you like. Excellent. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be in that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're here with Telefonica on New Weird Australia, and uh, we actually we're blessed to have uh, uh, all four in front of us. Uh, Cherry. There's five. There's five of us. Sorry. All four in the studio with uh, <laughs> number five not here. Um, we have uh, Cherry, Ellie, Adrian and Blake. Um, and But Beck is not here. Love you, Beck. Hello, Rebecca. Hello to Beck. Um, and, uh, well, thanks for coming in. Now, you're here today um, ahead of a event, I guess, that you're putting on this Sunday at uh, Red Rattler called Just Like Now, which is something of a celebration of the label, I suppose, that, um, that you've been running for mm. quite some time. Tell us about the label. Uh, the label was originally started to s- release Telefonica music, I guess. Uh, but it's kind of it's kind of evolved out of that, so now people who are in Telefonica release stuff on it as well. And we're branching out, so... Uh, Karoshi, um, he has a new album, which we were actually hoping to release this weekend, but we decided mm. to hold it back to the new year now. But uh, yeah, his new album will be out on the label as well. It's interesting, I mean, because yes, it was, you know, not that it's necessarily a vanity project per se, but it was a project, as you say, that was initially started to release your own material, which is how a lot of bands, you know, um, you know, get get themselves out there by setting their own infrastructure up rather than trying to uh, be distributed by someone else. But it has evolved considerably since then. I mean, looking at the uh, the, the sampler that you've put around recently, I mean, there's artists from, uh, you know, the US and Spain and Sweden, um, uh, Costa Rica even. Um, and uh, obviously you've got some ex-Telefonica members is now resident in the UK as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah. so where are these people coming a, from? A how, do, how do you the find releases, them? Where, where, who are they? A lot of the releases are net label <laughs> releases, so they're free uh, MP3 or um, web file downloads. Um, so a lot of the international ones kind of come from there. Um, so mostly they're just people who've discovered the label via the internet and sent a link to their demos and if if we like it or if I like it, it kind of gets released because it's fairly simple as a when you're just putting out free MP3s. There's no cost involved. Sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's do where all of the international stuff comes from. Do they have a sort of you know sound uh, sort of sonic uh, affinity with Telefonica? Not necessarily. Um, my tastes are fairly diverse, and so if I like it, yeah, it kind of covers electronics and folk and uh, none of it's mainstream pop or anything like that everything but yeah but yeah just slightly left field and does anybody else get a say in what's released on 442 they wouldn't have a clue um, <laughs> what's 442 <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> now uh, so you've got Karoshi obviously playing on Sunday who you mentioned you've got the album now coming out yeah. in the new year yourselves um, uh, who else is on the lineup? well Blake next to me is Lessons in Time and his stuff comes out on the label as well uh just thinking there was a we put a few CDs out a couple of years ago some um the Monstrous Now, who are, a, I don't know if they still exist, but they were a, an improv kind of thing based out of UWS, a bunch of staff and students from there that did sort of hour-long improv things, which were really nice. Um, yeah, so whatever. But at the moment, I think Telefonica, Karoshi, Lessons in Time are the ones being released physically, mostly because 
we're here we know we can sort of sell the cds mm. at gigs nobody mm. buys them online or anything like that so it's not really worth mm. putting cds out by people that we don't know who we don't know if they're going to sell them mm. or not i mean they don't get sold in huge quantities but Hmm. when it's a small label there's not a big outlay anyway and it seems to be actually now that selling uh, discs like hard copy albums at gigs is probably the only or at least the most profitable way to do it rather than try to get it distributed in stores etc. yeah unless so you're so. a huge artist yeah hmm. so uh, but the Just Like Now name that you got on Sunday there was actually a series of events that you ran a couple of years ago um, yeah, under, a few un, years under ago, that same name. Is, so is this, is this uh, a one-off? Is it a, a, a restart? Or we're hoping it? it's not going to be just a one-off. We're hoping um, the Andrew Maxim from Loop Snake and Berez and us um, kind of think it would be nice to get, get something rolling with it so we can have them semi-regularly. But yeah, a few years ago, I actually had an Australia Council grant um, to, to run a, a monthly event out at Parramatta near where I live, um, which was called Just Like Now. So we mm. got lots of electronic artists and abstract folk artists and things like that to come and play that every month. Um, yeah, did that for a few years and then put it put it down for a little while. But we've decided to give it another go and sort of see if we can expand it and mm. bring it into the city more where there's probably a bit more of an audience for that kind of music. Mm. Um, Blake, th- tell us about the uh, the Lessons in Time release because that has uh, quite a different sound, I guess, to uh, the kind of multi-layered and kind of, you know, mostly multi-instrumentation that you would expect from Telefonica, much more kind of stripped back and, 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 and mm. simple. What was your kind of desire in, uh, or the game plan, if you like, in terms of when you're approaching a, a sort of solo release? Uh, well, I only had me for most of it I guess so there's it, there's not so many different instruments and the arrangements aren't so various across the album so I guess that's why it's a bit uh, I don't know not as broad in mm. taste and stuff as the Telefonic album um, I don't really have a, a specific intention or anything with the album it's just I had enough songs after a while. <laughs> I thought, get them out with something, and that was the album. So, and it was uh, although it's released on four four two, it's also found a home on an English label as well, right? Yeah, um, probably about a, a year ago, I got a, a MySpace message or something from Jenny at for sake uh, for the sake of the song, and yeah, so she's she's put an album out over there. How's it, time as well. how's it been going have you heard uh, um, I'm not really <laughs> sure to be, to be honest with you she could be making millions for all you know it could yeah. be you know, off the back of some you know, beer I might, commercial and I might be talking about that actually I might go <laughs> visit her I reckon now uh, uh, Cherry and Ellie I mean uh, Telefonica has a pretty um, I think is, as we've alluded to just there a pretty broad sound in terms of uh, you know when you either listen to the album or, or go and see the band live that um, you know no two sound no two songs sound the same but but I mean that in more of a kind of genre or kind of stylistic sense I mean mm. do, you, do you think that's obviously it's it's very good for you in terms of being able to kind of you know spread yourselves widely and, and not be confined how do you think it kind of resonates with with audiences do you think they kind of sometimes get confused about who you are and what it is you're doing or do you think that you, your fans or the people at least come to watch you are, are kind of tuned into it yeah well we never have any of our friends come to our gigs anyway <laughs> <laughs> That's well, problem solved our friends go to church <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually we had somebody say that 
a little while commenting on the album that it was not cohesive, but in a good way. Mm. So I mm. think, I don't know, I think cohesion is overrated. <laughs> okay. So the because the ability, you know, sometimes for people to, particularly writers or critics, to be able to say, oh, they're this band or that band, mm. um, yeah. can in some respects, although it's reductive, can also be helpful. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think because there is, there is, you know, the five of us at the moment, and we all have such very different tastes. I mean, mm. Adrian doesn't like Coldplay at all, <laughs> and that sort of doesn't sit well with Cherry and myself, secret Coldplay <laughs> closet fans. But uh, yeah, so because we all have such different interests and and the way that we write music is very dissimilar. I mean, obviously, when you put an album together and everybody's had input on it, it's going to be strange. Mm. So, Cherry, you're the newest member of the band, right? Yeah. Are you aware of the the now Lord of the Rings sized uh, backstory of of Telefonica in terms of you know the number of ba- <laughs> the number of artists and lineups and releases? Very apt so comparisons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you are you aware of that? Have you have you have you heard the whole back catalogue, or is it very much like it's it's me? It's now it's Telefonica. You know, <laughs> no, like, I've heard I've heard a lot of it. Um, I went to school with all of these guys. Adrian right. was my teacher, so. Um, back in school, I he was, was listening the, to their day. album. Indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah, right. during class. Warning children, <laughs> you will listen to this lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you'd be aware of it and part of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 We actually yeah. invited Cherry to join the band because she just kept tagging yeah. along to all our gigs anyway. I was just so there anyway. <laughs> why not come up on stage? <laughs> you started carrying stuff and then before you yeah. know it, you were kind of wandering on stage. All right. Yeah. Now, uh, the one... Um, oh, let's chat again in a second but uh, because I wanted to play something, Blake, off your album, um, which uh, goes by the title of Asa- Swords and Spears. And uh, so we'll come back and chat again in a sec. But this one, uh, I picked the one, obviously, with the longest title called <laughs> In Regards to the Sorry Souls of the Pretty Showman. This one's good. <laughs> Differing opinions 
FBI, and that is Lessons in Time in regards to the sorry souls of the pretty showman uh, from the album Swords and Spears. And uh, Lessons in Time is Blake, one quarter, one fifth rather, uh, 20% of Telefonica, who was in the studio and uh, were just having a chat ahead of uh, their gig on Sunday, which is at the Red Rather from four till nine. Uh, quick run through the lineup Bon Chat, Bon Rat, Karoshi, Andy Ranson uh, DJing between the sets, Telefonica, of course, uh, Blake, Lessons in Time, Loop Snake, and St. Jambians, just like now it's called four o'clock till late at the Red Rattler in Marrickville. Sorry, four sorry. o'clock to not very late. Oh, sorry, four o'clock you till a very respectable Sunday evening time of that's nine o'clock, right, and still get up for school in the morning. <laughs> You'll be home for Coco and the next episode <laughs> of uh, Midsummer Murders. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So um, one one thing that always intrigues me, um, Adrian, and I think I'm, apologies if I've if I've asked you this question before, um, but um, I was watching this movie recently by by a guy uh, in in the nineties who, in some respects, um, was a bit of a precursor for for Big Brother. Where he took a hundred people and he put them in a bunker in Manhattan and locked the doors and filmed them for uh, for months and months and months. And the project um, was made of this documentary called We Live in Public. And I was watching it and it actually reminded me of Telefonica because you guys, not that you lock yourselves in the bunker, but you guys live in public in the sense that all of your conversations about what you do as a band are kind of lived out on the block. We try to. It doesn't happen as much as would be good, but yeah, that's the general idea. The original idea of the blog was to, uh, so that people could see what a band does when they have banal conversations about band practice and who, mm. who's going to be doing what, and rather than just using a blog as an advertising space, mm. that was the idea. We thought everyone uses it as an advertising space. It'd be nice to, it is like reality TV, I guess, mm. although not 
we can still hide. It's not quite that intense. <laughs> well, how much do you filter? I mean, are you? I mean, because you do use it as a, you actually use it as an organisational tool in, yeah. in the sense that you're like, what set, should, what should we play on Sunday, or yeah. you know, um, what you know, let's write lyrics, or here's a work in progress, and so it is actually used functionally. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you must be conscious that everybody's seeing it. So do you I sort of filter? It any filtering that happens is mostly because of laziness. I think often you put something up and no one will reply, so you end off send, end up sending a Facebook message because you know they'll be looking at Facebook, not at the blog. So. And if we don't like another band, yeah, we never say we wouldn't like another band. Uh, but, uh, Are there any bands we don't like? <laughs> you guys, know you're, you're too nice not to like any other bands. Um, but have you has been any kind of like you know somebody's posted somebody in the bands posted another comment that you've been oh, we had like, an interesting yeah, yeah. conversation after a gig at Mum one night, which we really at love. We really love Mum, the the venue and, and the World Bar. The World Bar, and after one gig, um, when they were first setting up their upstairs room, it was, it was for us it was a terrible gig because of a whole bunch of different factors, and so it was mentioned in one of on the blog, and the the girl that uh, was running, she got wind of it somehow and, and, and wrote to us. And it was actually quite good because we, we talked through it all and you did and resolved it. I mean, we, we didn't... It's not like we were we were slamming them or anything. I mean, it wasn't that kind of thing at all. It was just hmm. s- sort of talking about the frustrations and how to avoid them in the future. And so, yeah, that and turned out to be positive because we, we resolved it with them and, yeah, it was good. Telefonica.blogspot.com is where you'll find the blog and uh, links through to 442 Music, the label. And uh, once you get into that particular album, there is plenty <laughs> of music and treasures to be found. You can be downloading for weeks and weeks. In fact, all of your downloading, that your know, former illegal downloading, you can kind of be virtuous <laughs> and download all this wonderfully <laughs> legal material yeah. um, because there's volumes and volumes of it. Now, tell us a little bit, um, uh, Cherry and Ellie, tell us about what we're going to hear next because you're going to play live for us now. Mm. This song is just on the cusp of being finished, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Still a work in progress. What's it called? Viceroy. Viceroy. Yeah, it's good. It's very long. We haven't done one this long for a little while. Great. I love long songs. Mm. And this uh, will feature on a forthcoming release. Is that the plan? Yeah, it's, I think, planned to be the first song on the next album. And when will we expect the next album? Adrian? We're actually, it's interesting, we're talking to, we've just had a film clip made by a girl, Sam Lee, who made an amazing film clip for one of the songs on, on the last album. Um, and she's going to actually make a, a film for the whole album. So oh, cool. not not really a set of film clips and not really a film, but it's kind of halfway in between that. So it'll mm. have a narrative right through yeah, the whole right. thing. And so. Is it like the BQE? <sighs> kind of like that, but with, no, but more of a narrative, I think, running through it. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it'll so probably it be determined on, on that. that. I mean, yeah. in, from our point of view, it's probably maybe 60 or 70% done, but then we'll, what? we'll get... Yeah. <laughs> I'd say 40. Yeah, I gave you the that. CD yesterday. What Have album? you listened to it yet? <laughs> I listened to it. What band? <laughs> yeah, so it'll, that'll, it'll fill in with that. Probably mid-next year, I think it's looking like at the moment. Excellent. Yeah. All right. We well, can look. push it for early next year, probably, actually. <laughs> thanks very much for coming in I'm going to let you guys uh, set up and play and that gig as I say is on Sunday so uh, while they set up uh, let's uh, take some messages from some friends of ours why don't you take Uh, your glasses off so we can see you and then apologise to your neighbours for frightening them no 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 I'll leave these on no I like them weird Australia
Sounds may be perceived as color, or color as odor. I, I knew that the boys smoked pot, and they, they equally knew that I disapproved. I was free above the planet Earth, so it was rotating majestically below me. New Year in Australia.